Welcome to the Asking Why podcast. I'm your host, Clint Davis. I'm a marriage and family therapist and licensed professional counselor trained in trauma and addiction. The Asking Why podcast is for anyone on a journey of healing and restoration. If you are searching for answers to life's questions and want to learn more about root causes from a psychological and theological mix, this show is for you. In this podcast, myself and a co-host from Clint Davis Counseling and Integrative Wellness will interview guests on a wide range of topics in order to get down to the heart of the problems facing our world and understand why things happen and how to change the world and ourselves for the better. Want to learn more tips and tricks to living a healthy lifestyle? Visit us at Clint Davis Counseling and Integrative Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to meet our staff or book a speaker, go to clintdaviscounseling.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe today. All right, welcome to the Pot Asking Why podcast with Clint Davis, and I have actress Katie Chinakis on today, and uh, we connected on a thing called Podbooker where you can get on different people's podcasts and just kind of see what they're about, and so we thought each other's profiles matched up pretty well, and so we're just going to talk a little bit about acting and what she's got going on, and so Katie, thanks for coming on. My pleasure, Chip. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. Um, so... Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and what your story is. Wow, who I am. Well, that's a discovery. I think, you know, being here as a human, it's a discovery of who we are. So I grew up Greek Orthodox Christian. I grew up with, um, you know, Greek mythology and the poets and Plato and Socrates and literature and, you know, um, you know, uh, language and so and culture and food. And that really made an impact on me as a um, physical sensorial being. And it gifted me, you know, this endowment on this space to go into the world and meet all different kinds of people and being an actor, being an artist, you know, being an entertainer. It's so cool just to listen and observe and watch people's behaviors and what they're into and, and not shame or blame or right or wrong or judge, but just be curious, you know, like the number one emotion, curiosity to be curious. And so since I had that as a, you know, intuitive hit at a very young age, it really set me up for being an artist in life. So um, everyone called me like an old soul when I was a kid, mm -hmm. everyone called me a Renaissance person, um, you know, and in the age of what we're going through with web two and web three and NFTs and, you know, taking all of my artistry and being able to pivot that into web three into NFTs is really cool. Um, yeah, you know, I, listened being, to a, I listened to a podcast that you were on recently talking about you were the first person to do a poem on the NFT. Is that what it was? Yeah, I'm the first love poem on the blockchain coupled with uh, the original Polaroid by Polaroid. Um, I'm actually one of the very first um, female identifying, um, you know, people to actually sell their music NFTs too. I dropped my uh, album Dreamland 1111 in, on 11.11, my birthday last year, and not only in Web 2, but on Web 3. And um, Blake Jameson, who's an amazing NFT artist, curator, and producer, uh, collector, he bought two of my music NFTs at oh, wow. Art Basel. So that was like a really pivotal moment in history um, that people will look back upon and see that I was on the forefront of the the renaissance era the generation and what we're growing through right now which is really really cool yeah can you can you talk a little bit about that uh for people who are listening who don't know what an nft is or have no clue what's sure. happening sure it's here to stay it's non-fungible token it's a digital asset right uh, a non-fungible token it's one of its kind each nft and it's through um the blockchain technology which is exposed on the blockchain which is amazing and it's like this matrix code 
And basically everyone has like a public wallet when you have these wallets and you can see the interactions that are happening on the blockchain and who owns what, you know, um, and their digital assets. I think it's better for the economy. You know, I've been to so many places um, in Bel Air, um, you know, these estate sales and, you know, you go and like a man has um, like 500 suits or like yeah. 300 pairs of glasses. And it's like, it's clutter, like it's materialistic, it's consumerism, like we don't need all these things. And it's like everyone, you know, Gary V, he's a pioneer in the space, entrepreneur, like Gary V, V E, Gary Vaynerchuk, if everyone wants to look up him, just Google NFT, Google Gary V, just go on a rabbit hole, do your own research and like, just start learning the psychology of NFTs and, you know, shape shifting in, in the direction we're going, you know, with without gatekeeping, without gatekeeping, with kindness, um, but digital assets, um, you know, it can be um, a JPEG, which is a photo, but it's the utility behind it. It's the community. It's the people. It's the intention. For example, like you're going to and it's also like it could be an MP4, you know, because so I just dropped my podcast as an NFT podcast a few weeks ago. I wanted to do it a year ago and I just finally did it a few weeks ago. So my podcast is an NFT podcast, um, my music. Um, I have 49 pieces of content that I 1000% started producing as an mm -hmm. actor when Jonah Hill and, you know, all these amazing actors were at the SAG union saying, Hey, like with the iPhone, with technology, go out, shoot your own content. So I started doing that in 2012, 2014, like almost a decade ago. And I was shooting my own content through the union, putting it through the union, but um, owning my own content, music videos, um, web series, short films, all those things. So I can take all of those things and put it on the blockchain and put it out and, right. you know, and, and pioneer as an artist, as an actor, I'm already talking to Hollywood onboarding um, actors. And like, they're just like uh, trying to understand like what is happening with yeah. like everything I'm I saying. Think everybody I'm is. Going, <laughs> I'm probably going too fast here. No, you're but, good. But the, the cool thing about it, like I said, is like the utility behind each NFT and the people it like it, like you're hearing me and people are like oh my god like i love her vibe she's a mental health advocate she's an artist like she's really out there she marches to the beat of her own drum she stands for you know people and stories and she has just really good intentions and i want to support her like like any human being would want to support right mm -hmm. or it could be like a team of people or a community you want to get involved in or people want to be involved in you know my community and what i'm building it's kind of like going to a corn concert or a Britney Spears concert, any concert you'd want to go to. It's like, you're walking around and you're like, you, you go to the concert and you're like, yo, like, that's what my people dress like. Mm. That's what my people, you know, these are my people who are into the same kind of music and vibes. Right. And then you leave, you're at a dome, you're at this concert in real life. Right. Then you leave and you're like walking down the street in your subdivision at the mall, like wherever. And you're like, where are my people? Like oh, you yeah. feel like you're not connected to your people. So this is, and then, you know, with social media, everything's all over the place. And it's like, who's a bot? Who's real? Who's authentic? Who's not? Are they only wanting you because of like, like what you have or, or the illusion of what you have? And it's like, nah. So it's like, you know, NFTs, like uh, Astro Emojis. It's one of the very first mental health and wellness, yeah. um, you know, projects on the blockchain. I'm about mental health. They have, um, you know, uh, mental health and wellness um, festivals in the metaverse monthly. And I'm how I'm supporting and helping curate amazing people for that. And it's like people who are into doctors, scientists, psychologists, those kind of things are going to want to be a part of those kind of events like that you would actually really go to. But what you're doing is you're actually like meeting other people, like minded souls and beings who are into that kind of thing. 
And that could be golf. Now there's NFT golf. It could be polo. It can be like whatever subject you're already interested in, but like they weed out all the stuff and the communities are very authentic um, about like, you know, exposing certain kind of people if they're, they don't have the best intentions for the project, the community to, you know, so we can like support and be kind and, and watch out for one another. You know, it's, it's a great support system. So yeah. I'm all about the ethics of NFTs. Yeah, that's cool. I've heard, you know, a lot about it, but that's a new take on it is the, it's kind of a backlash or a pushback to somewhat on the social media world of, like you said, you know, Facebook or Instagram or whoever uh, owns those, those networks. You know, and so they can use marketing and, and manipulate and algorithms to get you to look at stuff you don't even want to look at. And you think people are on the same page or they're in a group, but they're totally in the group for the wrong reason. And we uh, I had somebody wanting me to set up a mental health group on on Facebook or something. And I was like, I'm not managing that because, you know, the people that have to be on there, then you're managing conflict. And, and so what you're saying is within the NFT world and with all that. It's more of a curated. It's a group of people who have to pay or who want to buy in, who want to be there because they want to be there genuinely with the community. And so therefore it weeds out a little bit of the chaos and the manipulation. And Yeah. Well, so like the, the word buy, you don't have to buy anything. You can still be a part of the community. They have discords, Twitters. So you yeah, can still yeah. be a part of the community without buying the digital asset. But when you have the utility of the digital asset, then you, um, you know, you could go to um, IRL in real life events, um, exclusive on merch, um, you know, when they have speakers, you know, whatever the project or the NFT is about, like you, you have like firsthand, right. It's like kind of buying a, a subscription to something, yeah, right? Exactly. It's like, if you want to play Minecraft, like, you know, you can download the app and then there's the free version, right. But then there's for the bells and whistles and, you know, the certain gamuts and levels and blah, blah, blah. You kind of, you can buy like gold points and things like that Absolutely. and kind of decide what's good for you. So there's no pressure in buying or forcing to be a part of something there's different levels and tiers of what's good for you and we naturally do that anyway but it's being um you know in a system and it's being in in a new way that's um you know celebrating one another and connecting us authentically you know which yeah, is absolutely. really amazing so what's that been like for you like to put your stuff out there how has it been different doing an nft or doing a blockchain or doing any of these things and having this community versus doing some of the movies so for people can you tell people kind of a little bit about your acting journey and what you've been in and and then how that shifted into what you're doing now and what's different i guess sure 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 yeah so um it's i love i love like you know um, life. I love, um, being in the arts, um, you know, um, with, with, um, you know, acting it's, it's with any profession. It's like, you know, with, with acting, it's, um, you don't get paid to audition. You don't, you right. have to buy headshots, right. Or have a photographer shoot you hair, makeup. I have new headshots uh, this Friday. You know, it's like, they can be anywhere from like $1,500 to $2,000 for headshots. Right. Uh, unless you have like uh, a, a trade, a barter, um, a, a photographer friend who can shoot you. And then there's like hair and then the looks and just making sure you're well rested and hydrated. <laughs> so like, you know, you're not puffy eyes and the, and the shoot and the, and the, and the shots come out great, you know, like hair, makeup. It's a lot. It's a lot of work that you need to invest your time, your energy, you know, which is like a currency. Right. But you can't like put a coin on that or like put a dollar amount on that. It's a, it's our self care and it's our preserving ourselves. Like, you know, um, then you have to like, 
be in acting classes and know the craft of acting. And now, you know, everything's remote. So like you, you have to have the lighting kit and you can get them very like cheap on Amazon, but you're doing self tapes and you have a coach and you're in class and you're studying and, you know, you have your team and you, you know, to get represented and then the kind of represent representation you're getting and know thyself because like when you're meeting people and you're like meeting them, like, are you aligned to them? Are they going to want to work for you every day? If you're a union actor, you, they only get 10%, you mm. know? So it's like all that other percent is what am I doing on a daily? And now there's social media involved. And do I do it myself or do I have a social media team? And I have someone to help, you know, an administrative person who now supports, you know, the different legs and avenues that I'm involved because I'm one person and I don't always want to be like in my throat chakra analytical like spinning out in my head like I need to like offset some of this so I can be feel research and do the craft of acting right and and then you know you're like meeting managers and agents and to have representation and now there's different markets New Mexico, Atlanta, uh, New York, LA, and then, you know, being able to be a local hire and then like, you know, then just like auditioning. And then when you do get the auditions and let's say like there's the quality of auditions that you actually want, you know, to make an impact, um, you know, that I see the, the vision and the highest for myself and every individual is different of what they're into and what they want to do you know, then, then I audition for the projects and, you know, 99% out of, out of a hundred, like I'm, I'm never going to hear anything. And you yeah. like the, the psychology of getting so deep into a character, if it's like, if it hits me and I get it and I'm going cool, cool, cool. And I, it's comedy and I just go, but then some things you become really engrossed in and you, you do things on a psychological level. You go to places where most people cannot go to. That's why the millions of people love watching TV and movies and cartoons and animation because, you know, it makes them feel something and it inspires them. It moves them. And, you know, so when you do get that job, like the accolade and the importance and, and how sacred it is for one to experience that, I mean, for me, that's the victory of it all. Because, I mean, literally, I can audition for a thousand movies and maybe not even, you know, get one. Right. But so it's not for the money. You know, the money will come, but it's the passion, it's the fortitude, it's the ambition, it's, you know, the love of, you know, being connected and not not like the expectation of like the outcome, but the process along the way. And then, you know, that inter, you know, intertwines not only with the, with the workplace of acting and, and the, the hurdles and like the casting directors and the directors and, you know, befriending them and networking and the best, it's a lot. So the best thing one can do is just be educated, read, stand for Meisner, you like Uta Hagen, Respect for Acting, uh, Susan Batson, the book called Truth, T-R-U-T-H. Um, you know, they have, and all these people, not all of them, <laughs> two are not around, but um, one, like Susan Batson, she has Zoom classes. So like comedy, drama, like what do you want to do? If, you know, if you want to do acting, right? Um, and so do your own research and know thy craft and literature and watch movies and IMDb, iMovie Database. And it'll tell you who's who. You could do a 30-day trial for free on IMDb to like see who's in production, like who's casting what, directors, producers, things of that nature. Um, because then you can be meeting people. Like when I first went to Hollywood and I would go meet tons of people, I would collect like stacks of 50 business cards. And at the, at the end of the night or the next day, I would just type them into IMDb and I'd be like, okay, like 
BS, 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 throw, throw, throw. Some were working on like BC level tier projects with like cheese ball. So that's not my palette. My taste as an artist, like what I see for myself, like well, the kind of projects I want to be in. Throw away, throw away. Oh, you're doing a, this produce, this producer like works with Johnny Depp or they put G George Clooney in a film. I'm like, oh, okay, like this person, I want to follow them on social media. I could want to take them for coffee, a Zoom. Like I want to like, say, hey, can I intern for you? Can I be an asset in some way? Can anything I can do, like I have a lot of energy. I just want to get into the brainchild of who you are. Like, or just like, what? hey, I'm meeting you. What are like top two books you recommend for X, for personal or business? You know what I mean? And like get into the, 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 the spirit of like how people think the way that they think for the things that you want to obtain or grow into, mm -hmm. right? Um, so those are some like hacks and some things I did along my journeys thus far. Yeah, that's cool. So how's that switched into now with NFT? Has it been better? Has it, you know, the hustle of like before social media, before NFT, before all these kind of things versus now? What, what do you feel like has been the big switch? Uh, well, there's that could go in many different directions and it's different for everyone because me, I, the art of communication, connecting with people and then making I'm a community uh, build, uh, bridge builder. So I can see an artist or um, uh, a DAO, uh, decentralized autonomous organization or a community of people. And what I do is naturally what I do as a human, I connect those people. So to connect those people with no expectations. Um, I think that sowing the seeds, you know, for me personally, like I know an artist, he just wants to do the art. He doesn't want to be on Twitter spaces. That's where all the language and the communication and the, the rooms are happening. Twitter spaces, if you want to like jump on. I have a, um, a pink sheet of divine feminine energy, people I respect and admire in the in the space. If you just go to chinakas.com, you put in your email. I have an automation that's set up for people so they can have that. It's a gift just because, you know, that's what community is all about, like sharing in an ethical way, because there are a lot of bots. There are a lot of, you know, people out there who will try to scam you, fish you, take advantage of you. And that's like in life. But, you know, honing in here, film and TV, it's very early. It's very, very early, um, you know, for Hollywood. There are people, Jordan Bain, she's a filmmaker, award-winning filmmaker. Um, Julie Pacino, um, who, you know, they're, they're, she's raising funds. She's shooting her project called The Madonna Inn in, in June, all based off of, off of all crypto. Um, I'm in a NFT um, group chat for films, specifically films, and we share information with one another. There's a project called Hidden Ones. Um, you know, you can mint, um, you know, mint and then um, just pay the gas fees. Um, Blockbuster has a DAO. Um, there are producers and filmmakers who are in these educational rooms talking, sharing information, um, things of that nature. So right now it's like being talked about and built of what we want, what we don't want, what doesn't work, what works, what, you know, what's happening in Hollywood and how people made films in the past. And, and we don't want that. Mm -hmm. So these are the forethought leaders who are saying like, this is what we don't want. This is not going to happen. This is what we'll have. I'm, I'm curating with rad NFT TV. So it's going to, it's like a non-fungible token where each artist, each person, like a TikToker or a model or you or a podcast or anyone can have their own channel and it's subscription based. So people will be paying subscription based with, um, with uh, crypto mm -hmm. and um, and they can have their own channel. 
So I'm curating and onboarding. So if like, if you wanted to have a channel, I can curate for you to have your own channel. Like people can be celebrities or not celebrities. Like you can be a sovereign being and take creativity into your own hands. And on these different marketplaces, there are smart contracts. So all the percentages for first secondary market, things of that nature, they're in the smart contract on the blockchain. So instead of like jumping a hurdle and needing like permission from an agency or needing mm -hmm. permission from some like a gallery, you know, to accept my work, to like my work, to represent my work, you can put it on the blockchain. The people can see it. They can pay you directly. Yeah. And when it sells, you know, um, if, it's a, if it's a subscription, that's one thing. But then if it sells, then someone else, you get that money. But then if it, when it sells on secondary market and every time it resales, it's in the smart contract from day one that you get that 10%. Most people do 10%, whatever percent you want to do. And you can take that percent and you get residuals on that, like a union actor, mm -hmm. right? But like with galleries, and if you do a non-union movie or commercial or voiceover, you're not getting residuals. You never see it. The art collector, the broker, they get the deal. The agent gets the deal. And then it's off into the world and they can play it forever. Or, you know, the, the artwork behind you, like the piece of artwork, it's just, there forever but mm -hmm. it's like and you don't it's and other people could be buying it and reselling it and you don't know where it goes but on the blockchain you you can see where it goes and you get residuals and you don't have to do anything yeah because it's in the smart contract from day one and lastly um you don't only have to be on other people's marketplaces and smart contracts you as a sovereign being me i'm making my own smart contract right now so like manifold M-A-N-I-F-O-L-D, X-Y-Z. You can make your own smart contract on Manifold. You can bring people to your own website. They can mint, an NFT is called a mint when you purchase it. It's like mm -hmm. purchasing a mint. And then there's gas fee based on um, which platform you're on. There's Ethereum, uh, Polygon is less gas fees. Um, it's like it's like tax in a, in a city, right? right? Like how much tax you're paying in a city. So some people have like lower gas fees no gas fees, things of that nature. Yeah, that's cool. I think I think what you're, for people who are listening and they're like, I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, it's a shift in culture from probably, you know, actors, uh, musicians, comedians, you know, doing all this hard work, doing all those things you listed, all the things off the clock to get to be able to provide their gift, right, to the world. And yeah. then that being given away and the people who really didn't do the work, who didn't put in the yeah. time, benefiting the most financially, you know, while you're emotionally taking everything on. And now the world is shifting to where people can do their own work and then they can quantify for themselves with the contract. Hey, I'm producing this song. I'm producing this poem. I'm producing this book. I'm not having to go between four people whose agenda is something else. And then I'm not able to see where my blood, sweat and tears went into this. It's just over. Is that accurate? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so it's a great time to be an artist. It's a great time to be a human. It's not only, you know, it's great for artists. That's why it's like, you know, it's like when you, when you like stream millions of songs and you get pennies, mm -hmm. you know, from all the distribution platforms yeah. that it's like, and then they get the money. Who are these, they people that we never see. And they're making all these millions of dollars. No, it's all being hacked. And same thing with yeah. uh, TV and film too. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that how that switches over into like the healthcare market, and I think we'll we'll see that kind of shift as well to where you don't have the CEO of Pfizer, you know, making 27 billion dollars, while the people who are on the daily, you know, risking their lives are making thirty thousand dollars a year. You know, it's kind of the yeah. it's kind of the same thing. I think 
I think what I tend to, you know, at, from from boomers or people, you know, who are what I call analog to digital converts, right? People who are thirty two and and you know up, they don't understand a lot of this because they never shifted from the, you know, they've shifted from analog to digital. But a lot of the people who are younger, who are coming up, who are wanting to be professionals and musicians and artists and all of that, they're wanting they're wanting to go. Hey, I don't I don't want to get screwed for twenty years by these people who I'm never going to see and, and, you know, be manipulated by and abused by. And, and we see that in the Me Too movement and a lot of the things that have come out. Just, I think in some ways this NFT stuff is an answer to allowing people not to have to suffer all of those things and let their 1,000%. Yeah. Let, let 1,000%. Let all their community support. <laughs> and that, I mean, that is the beautiful thing about it, just organically as we're talking about it. Just, you know, it's still a risk. It's not like everybody's going to throw an NFT out there and you're going to be a millionaire. And that's not really the point, right? The point. Everything's a risk. <laughs> yeah, everything, yeah. everything is a risk. Yeah, but, it, but it's a lot less of a risk because we're seeing in the digital marketplace, at least, that our communities, people, our culture, they actually get behind stuff that, that's legit and authentic and good um, versus being manipulated into, you know, a popular actor just because they're the person, even though there might not be as good quality as somebody else, or even, you know, mar marketed a certain way. And, you know, these mm -hmm. people give them this time and they won't give this, you know, I'm sure you know all that, mm -hmm. but the NFT, One. you know, allows for that not to be the case. Yeah. A couple of things. Uh, I have a, a friend who brought, who's, um, puts healthcare into NFTs on the blockchain. I can introduce you. You could have her on the show probably, but, um, she brought, she, um, she's one of the first person I know who brought um, healthcare to, to the blockchain. I have another friend, uh, she brought nonprofits and she has multiple nonprofits on the blockchain. Um, yeah, so, and then um, Brittany uh, Lachlan, who was on my podcast, she's all over the place um, podcast uh, a few weeks ago. She's executive directors for the Stacks Foundation and Stacks is STX and it's built on Bitcoin. So you can actually like, there's only so much Bitcoin, but right. by having Stacks, you can stake and hold and you can actually earn um, Bitcoin. In addition, there's NFTs through Stacks and soon you're gonna be able to like have um, not only Stacks and earn Bitcoin and stake, but you can actually have um, NFTs on Stacks and stake and oh, wow. earn Bitcoin, which is really cool. Um, Ala, um, I'm with Haylair. I have four collections on Haylair. It's H-E-Y-L-A-Y-E-R. Um, I have four collections with them, but um, Brittany, she actually is an educator at um, Cornell um, for the the law department, right? And she's not an attorney, so the 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 kids, you know, the young adults in the in the school systems right now in college, they're learning all about the blockchain technology right. and the smart contracts and the laws and stuff. These people are going to be the people who are going to be doing all the um, you know the the deals and things like that. So I mean, it's a great opportunity, I guess, for one who wants to learn more to. YouTube everything to learn, but also, you know, maybe take a class at, at one of these places if you're interested in to know like the law behind it. We definitely need more um, attorneys in the space for regulating and, and laws because it's all being built right now. We're building a whole new world and it's so exciting to be a part of it. You yeah, know? It's, it's wild. I've been reading about it the last year or so and just trying to figure out what is happening. <laughs> Get in Twitter spaces Are you and then uh, put in your email. Get my automation and you'll see like, uh, I don't know, I have like 200 people that you can follow okay. and just get in the Twitter spaces. And right now, like if I go to my Twitter, let me just look right now real quick. So right now, because of the people I'm following in Twitter spaces, 
you just you go to the very top you go to the very top well uno momento what's going on here and you just at the top you just see all one there's mental health it's like uh you know photography it's um there's a show going on music entities morning squeeze there's a lounge uh, it's uh, the 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 launch of Coinbase NFTs happening right now. My friend Jimena is a NFT, a Coinbase artist. So is my friend Gabe Weiss and my friend Sabat. They're Coinbase artists. It's an app, Coinbase. It's how you take your cash and then you transfer it to your MetaMask for crypto. Um, Web3, what this means, the Alpha Daily, people just giving information, like overflow of, of information, um, women empowerment. Uh, NFT artists come share. There's photography. Oh, Gary V's in a space right now. Oh my God, with Coinbase. The future of NFTs. Gary V's in a space right now with Coinbase. Uh, there's one called Cannabis. So fun times. Uh, like, oh, burnout. So mental health. My friend Sheila Darcy, she's amazing. She's all about, she's the one that connected me with Astro Emojis. Uh, Alpha Girl Club. So there's all these rooms. So it's like you can have your own room, like uh, intro to Web3. You can create your own rooms as a podcaster. You could like literally be in a Twitter space right now with you and me and be recording this podcast to go everywhere, but also having it live in Twitter spaces so people can join and listen. And it's you just put at the top that it's a recorded room and you record it mm -hmm. and you can literally like have people hear it live and then and then you edit it, whatever, and however it goes out to YouTube and, and everywhere else. But it's a great hack marketing technique for people to know That's more cool. about who that. you are and what you're yeah. doing. I know. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that is the really cool thing about it, like to bring it to mental health. I think what I've seen and heard from people seeing people for 10 years in practice is the cost to people's mental and emotional health because of all of the extra stuff that doesn't get charted, oh. right, that you were talking about earlier. And I think if we can come up with ways of putting out good content, putting out healthy, ethical, you know, motivational stuff. I mean, obviously people are going to use it to do whatever they want to, and it can be nonsense or not nonsense. But for me thinking about like, how do we make the world healthier and better? And how do we bring people together? You know, um, this is a space where getting it out to more people, yeah. you know, getting out that unique conversation to more people, you know, you do it on your own and people get behind that, you know, and that's, yeah. that's a cool thing. Yeah, it's just it's it's doing what we're doing right now. We're in action. We're actually doing it. Start messy. Right. Not the idea of how the expectation of how it's going to look. The imposter syndrome. Oh, my God. Like, I have no makeup on right now. Like, I thought this was audio only. And I'm like, yo, let's go. I'm like, no, let's go. You know what I mean? And you just you just do it. Just yeah. Good for you. But just do it. It's like but being healthy communicators, one person at a time, like so many people, like when I was in the union, right, when I first started, when I got into the union, Oh my gosh, hundreds of thousands, and only like, oh, the, the Hollywood, SAG-AFTRA, Reese Witherspoon, Johnny Depp, Meryl Streep, like, like all these people, like, like I felt like my voice was so small that I wasn't heard, it didn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. And it took a lot of years for me to do what I needed to do to start speaking up to say like, to understand like my one voice does matter. It's a energetic ripple effect. So podcasting is amazing. There's almost three, 3 million podcasts, right? who knows how many are inactive, but there's about three, almost 300, 3 million podcasts. But whoever hears this, whoever's tuning in, it's meant to be, mm. you know? And, and if we can shape shift and inspire them and it makes an impact and they tell one or two people about it, if they share this podcast, if, if they take action and share the video with one or two people and they get inspired and then they share it with one or two people, 
it's the baby steps. It's being healthy communicators one step at a time. And we're a part of the ripple effect. Absolutely. Yeah. I think and then more people know about it. That's such a beautiful, you know, comment that everybody's voice matters because it does. I think so many people, you know, spend their life, you know, you, you find a balance. I think starting this podcast a year and some change ago, you know, the, the imposter syndrome or the, the like, nobody wants to listen to me or who am I to have anything to say, you know, because you don't want to be arrogant. You don't want to be unhealthy. You don't want to be telling people what to do. But what I've realized is like, you know, I'm going to be me. Well, and some be people, a- some people probably do. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, they're just addicted to bad habits and patterns because they were taught through generations and they think that's normal. They're addicted to it because humans were very addictive in ways with our patterns. Absolutely. Well, Not that they want to, but we've been conditioned to be that way. Absolutely. So it's survival. Instead of reacting, instead of reacting, making a choice to respond. Mm-hmm. So. What you were saying, I mean. No, no, it's good. You're right. I mean, the reality is everybody's got coping mechanisms to help them survive. And and if we're not aware of them, then we just do the same things over and over. Um, But I think part of learning to have a voice is is trying to learn how to find that middle ground of being authentic, just being yourself, and then trusting that that's going to come off to the people who need to hear it and who don't need to hear it, instead of trying to be inauthentic and either be passive aggressive and I'm not going to do it because I don't believe myself or control everything and be aggressive because you think by controlling it, you're going to get the right people. And either way is inauthentic, so it ends up not working out very well. But when you find yourself being able to learn that middle ground balance of just being you, which I think you do really well, you know, just your personality and, and the things that you're into and like you're learning to just be you, you know, and, and that's going to hit the people who it needs to hit. And the people who don't want it or feel weird about it or feel overwhelmed with it, they'll go a different direction. And learning to live in that middle ground, right, is is the joy of life. I think for most people, when I work with them mental health wise, it's like, stop trying to be somebody, stop, stop trying to be Meryl Streep, stop trying to be this, right? If you're an actress, like learn your voice, learn who you are as a therapist, stop trying to be some person you saw in a video or something in a training, learn to find your voice, curate that thing, work on it, make it your thing and, and do it the best you can. You know, I have two little boys right now and that's what we're constantly, we just had this long conversation yesterday with my seven year old at violin. I'm like, Buddy, I don't care how good you are, how perfect you are, if you do it all right, or if you're doing what the other kids are doing. I want you to be your best. You know, I want you to do what mm. is your best. Oh, do you think so you sweet. did your best? You know, and he's like, yeah. no, I, I was messing around. I was like, well, that's okay. We can do oh. that better next time, you know. But he was honest yeah. about it, and he knows he can do better next time, and he can try again. Right. That's and- what later's for. That's what tomorrow's for. And, you know, in the four agreements, Miguel you know, um, Ruiz, like he has the four agreements and one of the agreements, it's a beautiful book. Uh, if we're taking one thing from this whole podcast, just get the four agreements and then gift it to someone. Right. But one of the agreements is do our best. So in the morning, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best at the end of the day, let it go. <sighs> I did my best or, you know, throughout the day, I'm not, it's a stressful day or I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best at the end of the day. Hmm. Um, did I do my best? Oh, I, I could have did better. You know, tomorrow I'll try again. And and that's it. We just we can just do our best, you know. Um, Absolutely. One thing I want to share with you while you were sharing all that is, is, is so vulnerable, right? Because it's changing every day, moment to moment. I'm checking in with myself and the space to check in with myself, the, the space to not beat myself down, the space to befriend myself because how we are with ourselves is how we allow others to treat us. Absolutely. So I, I allowed other people to treat me in such condescending, um, ignorant, um, diminishing ways because I was doing that to myself. Yep. And so I had to learn to befriend myself all over my again. And, you know, the artist way, Julia, Julie Cameron, like the artist way, like one time, like I would like, and I need to read that book again. But um, 
Um, so it's the second thing you take from this, uh, the artist way. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but like, what does little K want to do? I want to go get some ice cream. I had a good day. I want to celebrate and get some ice cream. Um, I have, I'm having a hard day today. I don't want to blah, blah, blah. Maybe I can walk into, let's go. Uh, one time I was exploring Upper West Side and I walked in. I'm like, I'm just going to scroll. I'm just going to walk. I'm just going to scroll. I'm going to walk around. And I walked into this like old classic bookstore and I wandered to Shakespeare and I read Shakespeare for an hour. And that's what little K wanted to do. So let, let's befriend that, start messy and just like it takes one step and then another step and then another step. And then it and then you start doing that over and over again. And it becomes you we build this outline, we build this platform and then it becomes normal to treat ourselves with kindness and it becomes secure with within that self. I mean, you know, I'll mention again, she's all over the place podcast, my podcast, which isn't, you know, women empowerment series. I did that for self-love because of the divine feminine energy of quote unquote, it being a man's world. And I'm an entrepreneur and I looked up to men for capital, for finances. And, you know, I didn't look to the divine feminine energy and to women identifying people to like, you know, um, those kind of things. I just felt like it was one of my weakest links and I wanted to empower myself along that way. And I mean, I don't know when this, this series is going to go to because yo, I'm on a roll here, but I know that I was with some, you know, like six females, like last week in New York City and the way things were, they were honoring me, what they were saying, how I felt like there wasn't the crux of the self-infliction or those are they are they talking about me? Are they thinking about me? They're following up with me like I'm I feel like we are like a synergy going and mm -hmm. I feel more confident about myself. But that's through this women empowerment series to empower self and then to empower other people and hold space for other people so we can hold hands, learn and grow together. And then we find out our differences and we find out how we're alike and we just embrace that. So so I mean, this series could probably go, you know, for a long time. But, you know, um, I was going to say something else in regards to all that. Oh, this is where I want to be super vulnerable, right? Is before, you know, it might come out here and there before I don't. Uh, and now that because what you were just saying a moment ago, it made me think of this. And I used to do this a lot. Steamroll people like with my voice and my power and my assertive attitude. I would literally like steamroll people in such a way where I would it was berating. And it's like instead of like, you know, um, asking in, in such a way. And I'm still like an alpha and I'm still like very direct in some ways, but I don't go over the extension. I have the self-awareness of like, okay, like this isn't a vibe where I want to go past this boundary because it's making them feel uncomfortable. And actually it's making me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And why would I want to have them do something that they're not comfortable doing? Because it's not going to be the outcome that I think I want. Although short term, it fe feels like I'm getting the gratification of what yeah. I want, but actually I'm just cheating myself and you know, like, so, so I'm aware of like, oh, if something's not a vibe, like it's just not a vibe. And I'm like, okay, not judging, not shaming, not blaming, honoring. Thank you. Like, thank you for letting me know this door is closed because there are 8 billion people out there who will align to the energy and the vibration of where I want to go to. Mm -hmm. So know thyself, Socrates. And as we're getting to know ourselves and we're aligning and attuning to, do I like football? Am I into basketball? Do I basketball? Do I want to go play hockey or soccer or dance or whatever? Like, like these people who don't want to go do that. Cool. Let them go do whatever they want to do. So I can align with the people who do want to go do those things. I'm an art head. So it's anything that has to do with art. Like, but if it's not your vibe, like, I don't want to waste your time and your energy. Like Gary V again, like I was at a world's event in 2018 and he said, when one 
person and another pre, uh, two people have an idea, it's worth $4 million, right? But he said the number one thing, so like I honor who's listening and I honor who's watching because the number one thing and you, Chip, and the, your producer behind the decks right now, like the one thing we have is our attention. We're focused here right now and we literally can be anywhere. Even in your own home or in your own office, you could be doing like so many other things, but we choose to be here right now. So the person who's listening and tuning in, they're choosing to be here. That's the number one most valuable thing. Currency, more than money. That's right. Our attention. That's good. Yeah, I knew this was going to happen a couple of times, so I'm just going to I'm going to autocorrect it when you take it out or whatever. So Chip is my assistant. So that's the email you got. Clint is my first name. Uh, so oh. just to let you know, it's OK. I told your producer that, but I figured you it happens whenever we do the Zoom thing. Oh, so it's all maybe good. we should change the name. You can change it, though, before we hop on. Maybe. We should yeah, just yeah, we'll, it. we'll fix it. It's no big deal. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, Clint is my first name. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah no hey, worries. Clint. Hey, being my authentic self, I didn't want you to keep saying it and then later be like, oh, crap, that was not his name. That was on. Yeah, uh, but when I said it in the beginning, you didn't mention it, though. Yeah, I didn't hear it. And then just now, I mean, I heard oh. it and then I was like, I don't know if she said it or not. It's, it's no big deal. All right. What up, Chip? How you doing, Chip? <laughs> he says, hey. Um, <clears throat> yep. Anyway, um, but no, I'm with you. I think being authentic and like three years ago, I would have probably never said that. I would have just let it go and been like, well, she didn't mean to. And I, you know, we didn't send the right name and just let it die. But you know, that's part of being authentic, right? Is like learning to go, hey, I feel a tune with this person. This is a good conversation. How do we keep it authentic? And and, and I think back to your point with, um, you know, people who like different things. I think our world is, especially social media, has made us so divisive. You know, it, it just constantly tries to pit us in these, well, if you don't like this and you don't vote for this person or you're not down with this, then we're against each other. And I think kind of circling back to the NFT movement, it's trying to say, hey, who are your people? And if you're not if you're not in this group, you're not against us. You're just not in this group, and that's okay. Go find your group. Go find your people. Go find your connection, um, because that's what we're all looking for. And from- yeah, it's no shaming and blaming. It's right. okay. We don't need to explain ourselves. We don't need to validate to get someone's approval. The only validation we need is for ourselves. For example, I just cut you off, but I was go. at after. I was at after party. It's like Coachella, lightning in a bottle. It's the, it's the first IRL in real life um, NFT arts and music festival. And I'm like, in the, the the creators invited me. So I'm like, yes. And I like went to Vegas and I went and it was amazing. Now, the thing is, it was so windy and I didn't know it was going to be that windy, but I had this awesome like hoodie, sweatpants, like dope, like neon, like, 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 um, tie dye glow in the dark. I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it glowed in the dark until I got to the event, but like all these girls, they're wearing like skirts that like go like right past their crevice and like these high stilettos and their 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 hair's blowing and it's so windy and they're running up to me. They're like, oh my God, I'm gonna go home and change her. Oh my God, I wish her. tomorrow I'm wearing that. Like I would have been so, you look so comfortable. And I was like, yeah, because like, of course I wanted to be sexy and reveal and be like the it person when I show up to the party. But, but also like, I'm gonna be uncomfortable. I could get sick. I could like put myself in a position where I'm not going to feel comfortable and I'm not going to have a fun time. So how can I have a fun time, feel good, still feel sexy, still feel empowered. And I show up like a boss. And I mean, I was probably in the, glow one of the, in the dark outfit. With my glow in the dark outfit. I was probably one of the best dressed there, but that's the power and the choice of validating. So we feel good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's why when people get ready, it's not about like getting ready to for like, everybody look else. For the world. Yeah. It's like how it's going to make you feel like, Getting ready, that confidence, that 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 
chutzpah or whatever it is, you know, for you, but you feel that's an energetic impulse from within that feels good. So whatever else happens like outside, it just like it bounces right off. You don't even attune to that lower vibration because you're vibing at such an attunement of being authentic with self. It doesn't matter what other people say. And if people say something, it's like, why not? Or like have a chuckle or laugh or like, okay, like, yeah, thanks. Thanks for letting me know. Or like on to the next. See you later. Like, you know, not paying any attention. Dr. John Jenquist, he's a scientist. He was on my podcast and he's partners with Tony Robbins. And right before he came on, like NASA um, published one of his studies, right? One of his reports. And like I was asking him and he was telling me like one of his favorite people's Winston Churchill, one of his favorite quotes. And he's like, it's fragmented, but if you stop and listen to every barking dog, you're never going to get to where you want. So those energies and those peoples of what they're saying, it's like, it's just their opinion that's coming and going. And it shows like their character of who you are. It doesn't stand or make of who you are, you know? So I don't, I don't like listen to every barking dog. It's like one ear and out the other. And sometimes I don't even allow it to go in one ear. It's just like, it doesn't even register because I just don't align to it. Right. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I think, you know, we're talking about a couple things in the psychological world. Uh, one, one is like attachment theory, right? And and that is um, what your inner child kind of is, is how do you get your needs met? And a lot of us, a lot of the people that listen, a lot of people come to our practice and work with us, like we talk about that stuff all the time because we never know, learned how to get our needs met. We got our needs met by being passive or being aggressive or manipulating or surviving. Ourselves. Yeah. Manipulating ourselves yep. of what we think of how it should be or what we need to do Absolutely. based on our own calculations. Well, yeah, because the narrative was written, you know, early on by the adults in our lives. And, you know, if we never stop to realize that narrative's false, then we just keep playing it out. And so what you're saying is, yeah, we have to, over time, rewrite our narrative and, and speak love to ourselves, speak life to ourselves. And, and for me, from a Christian perspective, it's that, you know, God loves you unconditionally and sees you as worthy and sees you as valuable and he makes you worthy and valuable. Nothing else does that. And so with so many of the toxic things that I think we're, you know, we talked about earlier that we're moving away from, it's, oh no, all these people say your worth and value. If these people don't support you, if you don't get this Netflix special, if you don't get, you know, hired to do this, if you don't get hired to do that, if you're not asked to speak at these events, if you don't dress up in this dress and show up in this way, then you're not going to get the thing. And, and what you end up seeing is people mentally and emotionally in our culture just completely killing themselves, literally and figuratively, for everybody else. And as we find that inner voice and as we heal that inner child and as we love ourselves, ultimately because I think God says that he loves us and, and finds worth and value in us, not because of what we can do, but because of who we are, then we live in the world in a space where then we have space to love other people who are different. You know, But if we can't love other people who are different when we're constantly needing them to give us worth and value mm-hmm. because then they yeah. have to like what we like. They have to be into what we're into. They have to do all the things that we do so that we can feel confident. And the moment that they don't, then they're either judging us or criticizing us or putting us down. And then we're doing the same thing and around and around the cycle goes. But when you get, yeah, I got some chills with all some of those things. I got some chills with what you were saying. One, 1,000%. And um, I, I didn't mean to cut you, you off again. I guess I'm just so excited. Go ahead. No, you're fine. <laughs> You're not cutting me off. It's a conversation. That's the fun part about podcasting and relationships. If we were sitting in the room, we wouldn't even notice that we cut each other off, right? That's that's the interesting thing. You know, if you're in families where people just constantly cut each other off, nobody's offended. Everybody just talks over each other. So I like it. You're not yeah. bothering me. Um, yeah. the, the angels can fly because they take themselves lightly is what a quote that I love, 
right? So yeah. you, you know, you, you can't take yourself that serious. So, uh, yeah, but what I was saying was, it's just all of that stuff goes into living a healthy, authentic life. And I think our entire culture, um, especially in, in all of the, what we would see as, you know, Hollywood acting, movies, sports, so much of the, the famous people, the people who are successful in that have, have sold their soul to everybody else's opinion, you know, and Aww. they get really exhausted and really tired. And then they're in my office, you know, saying, man, I wish that my marriage was better. I, you know, nobody comes into my office, Katie, and says, um, I want to talk about how I didn't make this much money this year. You know, they don't come in and say, I want to talk about how I didn't get an Emmy or I didn't talk about how I didn't win that, that surgery award. They come in because their marriages are falling apart or they don't have a relationship with their kid or they're drinking and drugging and doing things to hate themselves, right? To a point that it's like, man, I'm addicted. I have this problem and I'm self-destructing. And yet the world's saying, don't focus on that. Focus on getting and achieving all these things because those are so important. It's like, they're not important. No one comes in here to pay me to talk to me about the things that the world's telling them to focus on. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. The shiny things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like the illusion of the shiny things of the expectations outside of ourselves. Yeah. So I think we what, have no control over. No. How can we control the things outside of ourselves when we can't even like, like get a cap and uh, on our honor, our own emotions, like know thyself again, like people don't understand what's happening. A lot of people, um, you don't understand what's happening within themselves, you know, that's what I'm saying, like, uh, take moments and get to know self and make that a routine practice from within, because and then it when you know from within your core, then you're on this platform where no matter what anyone says, if it doesn't align with the rules of the game of the game of life of my spirit, my being my temple of myself as an individual, and then then myself in partnership, and then myself in partnership with my family, my family that I curated, and then in partnership with the family that was given to me, like there's different boundaries and we need to be able to assert ourselves and not feel guilty, shamed and blamed for not asserting ourselves because then we feel unhappy because we're not listening to ourselves. We're bearing our own voice and not you know, doing what we want to do because we're sacrificing what we think we need to do obligations for other people. Absolutely. And I think there's a distinct tension in that because the, the, I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it. I do it. I do it. But I do it. I still do it. I still do it. However, we we all do. It's a practice. It's a practice. I'm nipping into the butt. How fast can you nip it in the butt? Oh, I'm choosing to do this. I'm choosing. Oh, I'm cho- and and oh now I'm doing it. I'm not being authentic. I'm doing it. I'm doing it from guilt. Why am I doing it? I'm doing it from guilt. I'm doing it because I want to. But but I'm not being authentic. So if I'm not being authentic to myself, I'm not being authentic to the relationship with the person. Yeah, and they don't. Deserve- but- That's a, that is a great point because it's not about. I think the world's in this whole like uh, movement of seeing everything as selfish or narcissistic, which in some ways it can be. But you you know we're taught as kids like if you say no, if you set a boundary, that that's selfish. Right. And toxic people teach you that because they go, oh, well, I need you to do what I want you to do. And when you set that boundary, you're not living up to my expectation. And they get upset. Absolutely. On the and other- it doesn't matter that they're getting upset. We're only responsible to be authentic to ourselves of what we want to do. It's very simple. The monkey mind makes it crazy. <laughs> like right. D- Dr. Joe Dispenza says 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day. 90% of the thoughts are the same, same thoughts, same thoughts going around in a track. Right. But it's an, an intuitive hit. Like I wanted to be on this podcast. I'm here. Yeah. You know, it's yes or no. 
I'm going to church tonight for Holy Wednesday because I want to go. I don't have to go. I want to go. Right. I had a, I had a meeting. I had my assistant move my meeting so I could be there with my family because I want to go. That's it's awesome. a choice. Absolutely. I don't have to go. I want to go. And that's the thing. So if people don't know, write it down. I do a joy journal and a bothersome journal. 40 days, make a commitment. And you make the commitment. If you miss a day, you did your best. But make a commitment starting today or tomorrow, whenever. And you do a joy journal for 40 days. You put down everything that gives you joy. Coffee, butterflies, sleeping in, like being on podcasts, talking, meeting new people, like Clint, whatever. Then write a bothersome page, everything that bothers me. And sometimes you might have to get all the bothersome stuff out first. So then you can feel that subtle shift in energy of when you go to the joy. Okay, I got my cup so empty. I got all my bothersomes out. Let me elaborate on my joyfulness now. Colors, painting, art, calligraphy, like whatever, you know, whatever excites you. But make it honor and a commitment to do it with self. Oh, oh, but oh, but you don't understand, Katie. It's easy for you. Fine. Write a list of what you think you have to do yeah. because I have a child, because it's my mother and I have to take care of her because she has no one else because she's my mother and I'm here and like I'm birthed from her or my dad or my neighbor. Like I have to take care of them like I have to all these things that we think we're so attached to that we have to do. OK, maybe instead of doing it 100 percent, maybe you do it 80% and you find someone else to help the 20%. Oh, there's no one. Oh, I can't afford to hire anyone. There's always a way by healthy communicating it. You're breaking up the energy of stricken intensely 100%. I have to do it to putting the energy out there and it shape shifts. And then it's 90% and 80% and 70% and 60%. And it's like, okay, I want to help this person. I love it. So I want to commit 50%, but the other 50%, it's going to take some time where we're going to shape shift and have other people start contributing. Even if there's no one, people will come. But if we're giving something exact, you're telling the universe on a macro level that you have it all figured out and it's hard to ask for help. I know. And we think we're so attached like our limbs, right? Mm -hmm. But it's an energy. It's, it's, it's a psychological thing where we trap ourselves in our own mind. Absolutely. No, that's, that's beautifully said. It, it definitely is the case. People um, trap themselves into a, a all or nothing type of thinking. And when we get an all or nothing thinking, we can already, if we write it down, we can see, right? Oh, I'm externalizing this, this stuck cognitive neuropathway that I go through and I've been going through for 30 or 40 years. I write it down and I go, oh, wait, there are actual options outside of the ones I give myself. And then I have to actually, that the, the problem, right, is that then we have to all take personal responsibility. So when the they, other problem is we believe what other people told us as exact, like uh, we have to do this, we yeah. can't do this. And instead of making up the choice on our own as sovereign beings, we take on this bag of stuff that I have to do that I can't do because of what other people think. So Absolutely. what if we were able to have a blank slate and a new canvas, mm -hmm. a new canvas? Yeah, you have to build yes. it. Yes. Yes, I like these things. I'm going to put it on my canvas. Nope, those things are not going on my new canvas. Create yeah. a new canvas. Yeah, no, we need and and part of therapy, right, is is great for people to have those experiential, you know, experiences. I went what, two weekends ago to uh Dallas north of Dallas Lampasas. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's kind of out in the country, but I did equine therapy with horses for like 4 days. And uh, it was just about attachment work and we did like womb work and it's me and 13 ladies. And then, you know, we're in this like stretchy womb thing and sharing our feelings and our emotions. And, you know, by the fourth day I'm boohooing and, you know, it was a great, it was a great time, but it was, it was all that everything in my body was saying, don't do this. You're the only dude like this is uncomfortable. Like, you know, all of that kind of stuff. 
But if we don't take the time to love on ourselves, nurture ourselves, then we can't give to everybody else. And as a clinician and a therapist and speaker and all that, like constantly trying to give to everybody else. But if my, if my cup is completely empty, then I'm not giving them my full self. And then I'm yeah. frustrated and then I'm canceling and then I'm overwhelmed. And, yeah. and so I think, but that lo- learning to love myself enough to believe I deserve to go to something like that took a lot of therapy and a lot of rewiring wow. and a lot of work and a lot of conversation. Yeah. And wow. Wow. I, really? Let me give you a hack. You saw it. You wanted to go, go, go with that intuitive hit. Not all that other stuff that comes after. Those are just thoughts that FOMO, fear about all those analytical things yep. because you show up. The thing is 90% is just showing up. Yep. If you want to do something, don't worry about what anyone else is going to say or how much it's going to cost to get there. Just show up. When you show up, everything else falls into place. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, most of the time our thoughts get in the way a lot, you know, that, that whole mm. weekend, that's what, you know, was part of the work was like, I was in my head with everything. But as, as you've talked about a lot, you know, f- getting in your body, knowing yourself, understanding what you feel, trusting your gut. Now, not our gut's not always good, but as we get healthier, then we can trust our gut more. Mm. Right. And then we know, okay, Hey, mm-hmm. my gut's saying, I should cancel this. Or, you know, and I tell my therapist that all the time, like they'll have a hard day or they'll have a hard session. I'm like, cancel the afternoon. Like take your yeah. last couple clients yeah. off, go home. They'll, yeah. Unless they're in crisis, they'll survive yeah. and it'll be fine. Yep. But yep. so as a leader, right, it's, it's learning to give other people permission. Like you're saying to people on here, like giving people permission to do it. And it, at some point you get healthy and you don't have to have that permission all the time. You can give yes. yourself permission. Yes. And, you yes, know, yes, yes. Again, that's a balance. I, I certainly don't have it right. I certainly have not worked it all out, but um, being aware mm-hmm. Of yes. going, oh, that's that's dad stuff, that's mom stuff, that's little Clint stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that gives you some freedom. Yeah, uh, love all of what you're saying. Uh, add value. Have you read? Um, if you haven't, or if you have, um, for the womb, for the mother womb, Brittany Webs, uh, Bethany Webster, amazing. Check out her book. Okay, uh, she has an Bethany Webster. Just Google it. She has an amazing book on the mother womb. Um, also, Overdrive for you know the people tuning in overdrive um you it's an app you can download it and um you can listen or you can read or listen to up to 30 audiobooks per month for free it's through your public library you just put in your Mm -hmm. library card 30 seconds to get one if you don't have one um but uh that's where i listen to the audiobook for um bethany webster also um uh, Caroline Mice, M-Y-S-S, she's a mystic intuitive. She has like over 10 books and it's her voice. And she's, she's a mystic intuitive from Chicago and it's so therapeutic and healing. It's amazing. I love her That's so awesome. much. Yeah. 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 I love overdrive. Well, it's great. Well, look, I want to keep you to your, I know you got to go at, uh, at one. So I want to keep you to your time and respect that. Um, I, I really appreciate this conversation and, uh, you know, I, I'm glad you reached out and, and wanted to be on here and, and I'm always looking for people to come on and talk about things that, you know, we don't get the space or people don't give space to listen to. And so I think this was super helpful. Uh, I love the M- NFT conversation. I think you, you know, clarified that really well for people and, and, uh, merging those t- two things and people understanding where our world is moving, um, and why it's moving there. Right. Cause that's obviously the, the podcast called asking why, because I like getting to the root causes, you know, I like yeah. getting out of the content and down to the why and, I think what you summarized well was just for our listeners is that, you know, moving to NFT, moving to self-care, moving to these, these versions of life where the community can actually happen, where you can have your own voice and speak your own truth and all those kind of things, isn't always toxic. 
you know, I think there's a version of speak your own truth and do your own thing that can be very toxic and can all, can be that unhealthy version. And so people but, run from but that. But some people need to get that out. Absolutely. It needs to come out. Absolutely. Even if it's messy, even though it's ugly, even though you may see things you don't want to see, instead of having it inside and getting cancer and keeping the toxicity inside, like get it out and be like, oh my God, that was disgusting. But I'm taking responsibility. I'm cleaning it up. I realize that was gross, but get it out. Get it out. Start messy. Get it out. So yes. then you can be like, then you can fill up your cup with what you want. It needs to go somewhere. We're human. Like, yes, you know, so just good. learn to put it into a journal or learn, you know, if you put it out into the world, be like, oh, that wasn't really good. You know, and like, like see a therapist or like um, listen to a podcast, like talk to a friend, like, you know, like do do different things. But we need to try and do different things. Um, also, um, a couple of things of what you're saying. One, I would be happy to come back anytime and talk about NFTs because it's moving so fast. Like, like day to day, it's like three years, like light speed. It's just, it's just it, the information's like week to week. It's just like new information. So um, I would come back anytime to talk about Web3 stuff. Also, a lot of people who I onboard, you know, into Web3 and empower people, they tell me like, oh, there's a lot of like masculine energy on YouTube, blah, 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 blah. And like, it's like all these people like talking about blah, blah, blah. So it's like, um, so to have this on YouTube is really empowering so they can see some divine feminine energy speak about um, the stuff we're talking about. Also, if your producer or editor or whatever wants to take just the um, like put the full on there, but just like take a clip of just the NFT stuff that we talked about, like in the, the chunk in the beginning and just have that be like another short video where it's just focused on NFTs. I think that would be really empowering for um, people to see that to, you know, cut through all the crap that's on there right now absolutely there's a lot. well that's and, what i loved about our conversation is that you know yeah. we concised it and and used it for that and i think that's super helpful yeah yeah and i i love that because that's what i've been wanting to do so you're helping me do that as well because i want to like be on youtube and do more videos you know and, and be on there like utilizing my voice so to be able to do it in this space and take that and put it there it's like it's it's already happening and that's how like sometimes like the thought of someone who's still listening you know or watching it's like you know the thought of like wanting to do something and manifesting it and not knowing how it's going to come out but this is a collaboration co-consciously that's mm -hmm. manifesting that's actually actualizing and happening and it's just it has life of its own so if we have the intention yeah. set up you know, it might not be in the moment when we want it to happen, right? But it can show up in a different way, in a blessed way. And it could be chills. It could be more than we ever could imagine for ourselves. And that's the gift of life. That's the beauty of life. Well, yeah, definitely. Well, I do a lot of work. I, don't know, I know you don't know a lot about me yet, but I do a, um, a lot of work with human trafficking. And we work with women that come out of human trafficking and wrote a program for trauma recovery for that. And so if you ever, you know, on your podcast in the future, you want if you want me to come speak or talk, I also do a training for churches and the community on sexual abuse prevention, um, empowering, you know, men and women to talk about their body parts and healthy sexuality and and to kind of uh, prevent the sexual abuse that's happening in, in the culture and in the church and, and just the community wider. Um, that's something I do I would, all the time. So, I mean, that seems like, like, uh, yeah, would love, 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 love that. Seems okay, cool. like it's one or two separate ones, but I would love, love, love. Cause it's all about women empowerment, yeah. you know? So, um, to just, you know, get it together, whatever you want to share. I would love to have you on. She's all over the place podcast, of course. And I will share exciting news since we're all here talking about podcasting. My podcast has been the, has been in the top 5% podcast for the last like two, three seasons. I just found out yesterday that my podcast in season four is now in the top 1.5% out of 3 million podcasts. Wow, so congrats. I'm, cele 
I'm celebrating. That's awesome. You I, should celebrate. That's huge. I, it's not even 24 hours. It's about 24 hours. It's about 24 hours now I'm celebrating. And I was with my dad this morning. I'm like, 1.5. I'm like, what What number is that, right? And um, <laughs> my, my dad's like, oh, like well, uh, 1%. That's like uh, 30,000. I'm like, hmm, okay, let's get to that half percent. Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, let's cut it in half. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, enjoy the moment. Enjoy how far I've come. And then it's like, okay. 1.5 okay let's get to one That's okay right. enjoy the one okay let's get to that half okay all right and and we just grow and build together and that's life that's awesome well i'd love to connect with you in the future and uh and you know whatever doors open like i just enjoyed our conversation and these moments of getting to meet new people and, and talk through things um i think it happened very organically and i'm honored to meet you thank you Clint. thank you so much i appreciate you thank you so much